Hey, good morning again, everybody. So um, don't start timing me yet. There's some people here who are doubters and think that I cannot go for 10 minutes or less in this message, but that is the plan. And I have my timer on here and it will make a noise uh, and you'll probably hear it when it goes off. And that means I'm, I have about 30 seconds left. But don't start timing me yet because this is just preliminary stuff right now, okay? <laughs> this is not the sermon. Now, some of you are wondering why I'm still here. You thought, didn't you just do your, this is not the sermon by the way, okay. <laughs> D- didn't we just do your retirement? thing last Sunday, and why are you still here, and why are you preaching? Uh, Well, actually, it was planned uh, from the beginning uh, that this would be my last Sunday as lead pastor and my last uh, mini-sermon before I bow out uh, as lead pastor. And so I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for last Sunday. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the kind words, uh, some of which may not have been true. Um, the cards, the emails, uh, the gifts, and all of that. And so basically, what I'm here to tell you today is I had so much fun last week, uh, and it was so, it felt so good that I'm going to unretire. And I'm going, because I, I want to do this over again. It, you know, so no, I'm not going to unretire. That's not the plan. Um, So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, so now you can start timing me. Uh, This is my uh, last Sunday as uh, lead pastor, and um, it's Pentecost Sunday, which is wonderful. (laughs) And so today, I I thought I wanted to remind you about the Holy Spirit. Some of Jesus' final words, and this is in the Gospel of John, if you read John 14, 15, 16, those three chapters in particular, they're about the Holy Spirit. Why would Jesus talk so much about the Holy Spirit as some of his last words? Well, the reason is, is he was leaving. He was leaving this earth and going back to be with the Father. And he wanted to remind them that there was not going to be a leadership vacuum that this was just a transition. And so he's basically saying, don't fear, don't be sad, because I'm leaving, but I'm coming back to you in a different form. And so I'm just gonna go through these passages really, really quickly. Um, So in John chapter 14, this is what Jesus says. Um, is it going to come up? Okay, there you go. No, he says, if you'll keep, keep it going faster. If you'll love me, keep my commands, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate or helper or counselor. And this is referring to the Holy Spirit. He'll be with you for how long? Forever. Okay, let's keep going. He's the Spirit of truth. Uh, and then he says, you know him, for he lives with you, meaning I'm with you, but then he will be... In you, I am with you, but then I will, as the Holy Spirit, be in you. Let's keep going. And then he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Keep going. Let's go. And, and then uh, we'll keep going. Okay. John chapter 15, I think, is the next one. Uh, here, there you go. He says, when the advocate, the Holy Spirit, comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And then here's this really long passage in John chapter 16. Now remember, these are some of the last words of Jesus. He said, now I am going to him, meaning the Father who sent me. None of you says, where are you going? Okay, let's keep going. Rather, you are filled with grief. 
Because I've said these, because I've told you I'm going away. You're filled with grief. No, don't be filled with grief. And then he says, very truly I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Okay. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. And keep going. Just a few more about sin because people do not believe in me. We'll keep going. Uh, And then let's keep going. Okay. And then keep going. Okay. There we go. He says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Keep going. But when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into truth. He will not speak on his own, but he'll only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. Okay, we can stop there. These are some of the final words of Jesus to his disciples. And there's four things that he says in these passages, and I just want to uh, uh, just summarize them quickly for you. One is, the Holy Spirit will bring glory to the Son, Jesus. The role of the Holy Spirit is to point to Jesus. When we have the Holy Spirit, we are to do the same thing. When you move in and keep in step with the Spirit of God, what are you doing? You're a signpost that points to Jesus so that at the end of the day, he is the one who is exalted. He brings glory to the Son. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The second thing is he convicts the world about sin and righteousness and judgment. Right now, many of you have friends who do not know Jesus. Well, guess what? Because of prevenient grace, the grace of God um, that goes before we ever know him, God is convicting those people. He's convincing them of the truth of his word, his message, and of who Jesus Christ is and why he came. So he's, going, he's the one that does the convincing. I don't have to convince. I am a messenger, but it is his message. But here's another thing he says. He will guide us into all truth, and he will remind us of the things that Jesus said. And he, the Holy Spirit does not speak on, on his own, just as Jesus did not speak or act on his own, but he speaks on the authority of the Father and the Son. But here's the nugget I really want to give to you. He said, he will be in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. At the end of the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he says, lo, Behold, I am with you always. How could Jesus be with us always when he was going away? Because he has given us his spirit. And so what I want us to remember today is this is Christ's church. It is not my church. It is not your church. It is his church. We are his people. And he has left his Holy Spirit to direct us, to guide us. Human leaders come and go. People come and go, but God remains through the presence of his Holy Spirit. If you take a look at the growth of the church in the book of Acts, the church accelerated in its growth and its outreach. Jesus said to his disciples, because I am going to the Father, and what he meant is, and I am going to pour out the gift of my Holy Spirit upon you, He said, you will do even greater works than I have done. And guess what? You read the book of Acts and you see the greater works. And that's the way it was intended to be. He was gone, but the Holy Spirit was present and they knew it. And there we see that the disciples did something that Jesus did not do in his lifetime. They took the gospel message to the outermost parts of the world, as far as Rome. 
And I think it's interesting that when Peter the apostle and, and John, when they were taken to task by the, the Jewish high court, like the Supreme Court, and they were said, stop preaching in the name of this man, Jesus. It says this in Acts chapter four, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, opened his mouth and he spoke with boldness and he defended the faith and he was not afraid. He was not that same coward who deserted Jesus on the night that he was betrayed. But isn't it interesting that it says Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, opened his mouth. Every time Peter preached in the book of Acts, when Paul preached, it was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so, I want to leave that with you as just a reminder. The Holy Spirit is a person. Can we just all say that together? The Holy Spirit is a person. Um, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. He, he, he's not a force like the force be with you. He's the living person of Jesus Christ inside of you to help you, to guide you, to direct your steps, to empower you, to help you to do that which would, be, would otherwise be impossible for you as his people. And so we have the same Holy Spirit that they had. So I want to ask you before we pray, is the Holy Spirit more than just a doctrine to you? You could say, I believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's good. But do you know him as a person? The Holy Spirit is more than a doctrine. The Holy Spirit is a person who lives inside of you. Would you invite the Holy Spirit to come now? Would you say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me, teach me, guide me, direct my steps. And I would like to speak to the leadership of this church, the pastoral team, the church board, our committees, all of our lay leaders. Invite the Holy Spirit into your meetings. Continue to do that. He is the most important person in your meetings. Make him a part of the decision-making process. Pray first and seek his guidance because everything that you need to do the will of God is available to you if we will all submit to the Holy Spirit's leading. Invite him and welcome him. Continue to do that and God will be with you. Wow. <laughs> Father, I want to thank you for this time that we could share together. Uh, Lord, before we go into this, uh, this meeting segment where we can celebrate and uh, what you've done this past year where we can um, uh, ask questions and respond, I pray that you would help us. Holy Spirit, you are here. I sensed your presence as Dave and the worship team led us in worship today. And Lord God, we don't want to just sense your presence, but we want to keep in step with you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come into our midst. Um, break in upon your church. Awaken us to the things of God and the things that you have planned for us so that we will truly believe that you can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen.